Today's episode is about being positive, like this sweet, great song. Uh, I'm not a singer, but I am Jet Dunlap, and this is Psychotherapy, and it is also episode 48, so stop asking me, I just told you. Today's episode is about going with the flow. Today's episode is about power of positive thinking and saying that phrase right, which I didn't just do. Does that sound cheesy? Pizza, pizza. Does it? It may. It would definitely sound cheesy to me. But if I told you you had to be a little cheesy to be happy in life, you had to be a little geeky, you had to be a little weird, you had to go outside of your comfort zone to be happy, would you do it? Well, I would hope you would, because it'd be worth it. Now, I'm one of those guys who likes to think, oh, I'm too cool for that, man. It's never going to happen. I'm, you know, things will happen the way they do, and they've been mostly not cool for me. Why is this surfer so negative? Because he's me surfer. He's jet surfer. And jet's negative. Did you hear last episode? That was a sad sack of sad sacks. That's two sacks for the price of one sax. Now I'm thinking about the saxophone. I think I actually do an impression of Bill Clinton in this episode. I do. So it's all coming first, first circle. It's all coming first circle. Don't think about first circles. That's weird. Anyway, it's true. Thinking happier, being happier, using the secret. From that movie, The Secret may be powerful. I discuss that. I talk about it. Where does it play in? Where is it hokey and where is it real? Do I know people who do that, focus on positive thinking, and do they have that outcome? Well, I do want to leave you hanging because you're about to find that out. This is psychotherapy. You're going to hear those answers. And guess what? It's going to start right now. Get it down, don't get it perfect. And that sounds like kind of a hip-hop song from the 80s. Get it down, don't get it perfect. That's 70s, and that sounds like nothing. You are wrong, Jet. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Have a mercy on your soul. Get it down, don't get it perfect, was the advice that my writing mentor for screenwriting gave me. And it was damn good advice. How many people do you know? And I'll answer my question to myself. I know a lot of people who are waiting for perfection. What? You can't wait for perfection because you just have to do the thing and then worry about how it is later. And specifically in screenwriting, they're saying, you have these ideas, you have these thoughts, you have this outline, just start writing. In my last episode, I talked about basically what I was going through and how tough things were for me at the moment. I'm a little better right now. I'm far from perfect, says the guy who is a humble bragging jerk. I mean, people may say I'm perfect, but those people are me and they vary in opinion from day to day. And boy, is that true if you've ever heard this show. But get it down, don't get it perfect. Still sounds like something to me, some kind of song. Is good advice, but it's also dangerously close to all the other themes this show has. Do the thing. You're going to be bad, then you're going to get good. Is this concept any different than that? Well, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I may say I'm a doctor. I may practice medicine. I may have a thriving psychiatric care center, but I'm not a doctor. Don't tell the uh, doctor agency that. <laughs> doctor agency. I think there's some merit in it. I think that it's just the concept of, and I, I, I think because a lot of people are talking about New Year's resolutions that I'm not listening to right now, and I'm just assuming they are because of the time of season, and I don't see anyone, so this is a generalization. 
based on nothing except for my past. But let's just say a lot of people are talking about New Year's resolutions at the office I don't work at because I work nowhere. And so Susan comes up to me at the water cooler that doesn't exist. She's also fictitious. And she says, Jet, I've been thinking a lot about my New Year's resolution. And I say, that's great, Susan, because I want to talk to people about that on my show. And she says, does not matter that I don't exist and I'm not talking about this? And I go, Susan, for you, it doesn't. And for me, it doesn't. And Susan, thank you for asking. And may I say you look lovely today? She says, thank you. She's wearing a Frankenstein mask at the time. So it's a joke because it's Halloween. But she still takes it as a compliment and it helps her feel better about herself for the next two years. So good for me. And I'm also able to tell the future of Susan, the Frankenstein mask wearing person. So get it down. Don't get it perfect. Is just start the thing. And I think I focus too much on the idea of you sucking at it because that's where I'm coming from. Maybe you're good at it. <laughs> my wife is. She starts something and she's good at it. When she started rock climbing with my brother and I, she smoked us. When I took her on her first like real hiking adventure, what does that mean? Uh, with my dad, this was in 2005. My dad just calls my phone. He probably is calling my phone to call me, but he calls my phone and I was at work and he's like, uh, two days from now, let's go climb Half Dome. And we did. And it was an 18 mile hike. And this little girl who was Gina at the time and is still, my God, word maker, word maker, make me a word. I'm having trouble of words. That's clear. So uh, Gina's just this little girl and she just smoked us to the top of Half Dome like it wasn't even there. And here are these two mountaineers. And uh, she had no problem with it. So some people are going to start something to be great at. And sometimes that's a disadvantage. Because if you're really good at a lot of things and everything is easy for you, then, oh, wow, why try? You know it's going to be simple. You know it's going to be too easy. Not a problem I suffer from, but uh, it's something that some people have. And it's easy not to sympathize with, right? It's like saying, I'm too rich and too fit, like your army hammer. I've talked about him before. Error to the arm and hammer fortune. That's true, in case you didn't know. And big time celebrity and gets a lot of credit for movies that they think he's acting in just because they're projecting real acting. I'm using air quotes on him because they want him to be successful. But enough of army hammer bashing or army hammer hammering. Some people it's too easy for. And so they want to be challenged. They don't find it. It's kind of a lot more like my wife or even my little brother. These are people who just are like a duck to water. Is that a saying? Fish to water? Well, I like ducks more, so we're going to go with the fell. Water fell, that is. What am I, James Bond of ducks? Of course I am. But if it's too easy and you already know you're going to be good at it, that's another reason not to start. See, I do things. I know I'm going to be terrible at it. I have to do it for a long time, but there's progress. So since there's progress, I get to, I guess, get stimulated by that progress that supplies adrenaline, even in working out, because uh, I'm bad until I'm good. Now, during the plateaus, I have a hard time. So I won't be seeing gains and I'm like, ugh, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. This is lame. I want to go watch Netflix, which I do in addition. But uh, yeah, I'm sure it can be hard for people who are really good at stuff. Is that something you're suffering from? And have I been alienating you this entire time you've been listening to the show? You're like, when is he going to start talking about people who are good at everything? Well, here's your opportunity. And I think that's about as much time as I can spend on it because... <laughs> Very few people can relate to you. Do I like syllabicating? Sure. Do I know what syllabicating is? Probably not. Because I'm a, as I've said before, a cuckoo bird. I guess this is kind of a tree in the woods episode. Not because I'm taking you into the forest. 
I wouldn't trust me. Don't go to two locations with me because, especially on a verbal adventure, because who knows what's going to happen. I am a psycho by designation of this show. That was a joke about kidnapping with words, which is not real. But a tree in the woods kind of, what, what am I talking about? Making a sound? Well, obviously it does. It fell. Trees make sound, even if you're not there. But what I'm saying is there's no answer to it. We're going to talk about faith, 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 faith. I don't know about this song. I don't even know how to say it. I don't know the words of this song. What? Talking about faith. Anyway, faith. A four-letter word, if it is. What do you do about trusting that a thing will work out? This is an interesting time right now because religion is on the decline. And if you are religious, I congratulate you and am a little jealous. Because that means that you believe that some supreme being, in whatever form you consider that to be, is governing us for the good. And that's fantastic. Not something that I necessarily believe in. I believe that there is something, but I believe that I can't define it. And on different days, I believe in different stuff, but mostly around those lines. For a while there, as you will remember, you long-time listener, you, you dirty little long-time listener, what are you looking at? For those long-time listeners, you'll know that for a very long time, almost three years, and during my sobriety, can you imagine how hard that is? I believed in nothing, which is funny because in AA, it's one of the first things is like believe that we are powerless to the, uh, to the illness and then believe that there is something larger in ourselves. And I believe that there was nothing larger in ourselves other than like Shaquille O'Neal, who is much larger than myself, but he wasn't going to help me. He's too busy straightening out the image of Jimmy John's. So, faith. And I guess you don't have to be religious at all. You just have to trust that luck will work. Because what is faith without religion? I guess it's luck. And I don't know what to call that because that's kind of like the secret. But how do you know that a thing you're starting on that takes factors that are outside of your control will end up where you want it to be? In a lot of cases, it does. You think about how many people have children who shouldn't. And you're one of them. Yeah, I'm talking directly to you. <laughs> what if you really feel that way? That would be terrible. But, uh, you know, people who have children and they're like, I hope everything works out. And gosh, it's amazing. But most of the time it does. Most of those kids end up okay. End up somewhere and, and they're fine. You may, you know, be surprised either in the positive or the negative. But uh, you got a human to be a thing that left the house. Congratulations. Not an easy thing to do today. But that took faith. Hoping you'll have a job, hoping you won't be homeless, you know, bigger things, hoping for the promotion, hoping for the man or woman of your dreams. It works out in certain proportions. So what about those big things? What about when faith becomes destiny? And I'm not talking about that stripper who used to be good friends with me over at the Candy Cat 2 out here in Chatsworth. That's all a lie. So how could I be talking about her? She's not real. Maybe she is, but she isn't to me. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what if your faith currency is in, I will one day be a big star. Hey, worked out for George Clooney. Have I mentioned George Clooney twice in the last two episodes? That's fine. Every time I say George Clooney, I, George Clooney gets his wings. Ooh, that's an old reference. Merry Christmas, y'all building alone. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Mr. Lamppost. That's a Jimmy Stewart wonderful life. George Clooney tying for the win. Goat, goat, goat. And I don't mean greatest of all time. I mean I am literally a goat. Meh. Oh, oh, there's a coat over there. Merry Christmas, y'all goat. Jimmy Stewart impressions are the only reason you listen to the show, so... <laughs> 
Okay. So what if your dream is, though, to be something big? You want to be a professional musician at the top of your career. You want to win a Golden Globe because you don't know the Oscars are a thing. That's okay. You want to, I mean, I always have to try and make it relatable, but it's really stupid, but I'll do it anyway. You want to be teacher of the year, maybe. I don't know. If you're not a teacher, that's a weird wish. I want to be teacher of the year, (laughs) but I don't want to be a teacher. How do you get to those things? The power of fill in the blank. Let's sing along. Positive thinking. Sure. Do you remember that movie, The Secret? I remember when that first came out, I was working in an MLM. Do you know what that means? Multi-level marketing. How'd they get their hooks into me? Well, it took nine months of a friend of mine who I almost punched in the face to get me to look at a business that actually resonated with me because I had had some issues in that field and I ended up doing it. Don't blame me. Don't look at me. Don't call me a bad guy. I didn't have the opportunities that you did to go to college and all that fanciness, you dirty bird. I'm jealous of you. Of course, I'm jealous of you. But uh, so I did it anyway. And everyone would come over to me on a weekly basis. Everyone? Yes. I never speak in absolutes. Everyone. Not everyone. People would come over to me every... Oh, my God. Jet, you just said that. Okay, Jet. Let's get back in the game. People, some people, would come over to me sometimes. And they would say, have you heard of the secret? And this got annoying. It was like one of those teasy things that would happen in school. Jimmy doesn't know what a blah, blah, blah is. And you're like, well, yeah, you didn't tell me. Oh, you don't know what this is? You know adults still do that? You've never heard of what book? Blah, 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 blah. It's not usually that. It's a movie or something. You've never seen Sixth Sense? You're an idiot. But, uh, oh, yeah, it's Bruce Willis. He's dead the whole time. I hope I ruined that for you. So they'd say, have you seen The Secret? And I saw this movie eventually, a long time later. I mean, as a rebel, I didn't want to watch something that people were telling me was going to bring all your dreams to come true because uh, first off, the people who were telling me to watch it, definitely not exactly doing great in life. So I watched it and it's like, oh, one day I was looking at this house and I found out that I was living in this dream house that I uh, wished for my whole life. It, It was great. And so the secret works. All I had to do was make a dream board and now everything in the world is great. And I was in my 20s and I thought, hey, you know what? I can make a dream board. That's a lot easier than working 55 hours a week plus another 10 because I meant to say 60. And so I did it. I did a digital dream board, which is probably why it failed. But I think I did some regular dream boards too. And through all the hunky, greased up men, which was quote unquote what I wanted my body to look like and not something that I was desiring in life. Don't worry. Um, There were all those things, material things, house things. And not all of those came true, right? And I'm terrible at positive thinking. So maybe that's the reason. I believe there's some validity to it. I have a friend who is very successful and he listens to The Secret every week, watches The Secret every week, believe it or not. He is the most successful salesperson in his company and he makes six figures a year. Now, is he living in his dream home? No, he's not. Does he have all the things that the movie provided in their visual representation of what's possible? No, but he's happy. He's got a great family and he's doing well. I was talking to someone last week on set and they started talking about how it seems lame now. And I understand why they say that to say, if you think positively, positive things will happen. And I think that's true to make it more complicated. So it feels less weird. 
if you think of it as a vibrational energy, thinking positive vibes, which is where that abbreviation comes from, has to have some kind of positive side effect. Is it any coincidence that the most positive people you have ever met are the happiest people you've ever met? And that seems to be right. I'm looking for that in my little mental movie there, running through my mental Rolodex. Rolodex, for those of you who don't know what it is, is a half dragon, half sorcerer, half unicorn. I'm only saying that because you don't know what it is. Go look it up. I'm not your Google. Get your own Google. But I go through my mental Rolodex and I don't know that I know anyone who's not happy, who is not successful. Why, like in the last episode, do I end up going to a place of negativity? Now, here's the first thing. I like to say it's because stuff doesn't work out for me. And that's a chicken and an egg situation, isn't it? Am I not at the level I want to be at because I think negatively? Or am I not at the level I want to be at because I'm just unlucky? Well, if the power of positive thinking has anything to do with it, I don't always think positively. Positively. But is that my fault? I have chemical imbalances. I mean, you've heard it, guys. I'm a depressed guy. I'm a depressed guy. Trust me. Now I'm going into Bill Clinton. He's probably pretty depressed right now. <laughs> I'm a depressed guy. So is it my fault that I can't be positive all the time? Secret? And what kind of secret are you if you made a book about it and a movie about it and Oprah talked about it? Not any secret that's really a secret. But I want to be positive. But does the universe punish me for having a neutral position of sadness? That sounds sucky. Back then, they didn't consider how many depressed people the secret would depress. Now, I don't think that that should be a problem. I don't think we should cater to the minority. Most people are normal people. You can't treat me special and then expect me to be like everyone else. You can't treat something special that's trying to be equal. So, how do I become more positive through this chemical imbalance? Well, there's drugs, but I'm on drugs. And uh, the ones my doctor prescribes. And I'm not all sunshine and rainbows. How do I stay positive? Through the darkness. That's not a song, Jet. I don't know. Great. End the episode right there. <laughs> Dig a hole for these people, pour some water in it, and then just start shoving. Shart, sho shart shoveling. Ooh, that'd be rough. You don't want any shoveled charts. Start shoveling the dirt on top of these poor folks. Boy, you're inconsistent. Your last episode was a tearjerker. The one before that was a near nurker. This one is a burlurker. Um, I don't know. Well, let's put it this way. So when I was sadder earlier, I'm now happier. So I worked on something like that. I feel good with achievement, but when I'm feeling sick or I'm out of it or I'm not able to achieve at the level I need to or want to because of circumstances outside of my control, I have to say that phrase I just said, which is these circumstances are outside of my control and you can't blame yourself. And then today I was really, 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 really bummed out. That's a lot of really, so you know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> but uh, I had to just say, you're okay, dude. You're going to be fine. I didn't want to. Isn't that funny? Like chemically, I want to stew in that. I want to just stay in that sadness. I don't. I, it's like, and that's where the chemical imbalance I'm sure is. I don't want to feel anything other than sad. Have you ever had a kid or a person say, I don't want to feel better. Leave me alone. Isn't that weird? Why, do, why are we that way? You know, my dog's not like that. My dog's not sad. And then I try and cheer her up by grabbing her stuffed animal. And then, and then she's like, leave me alone. I don't want my stuffed animal. You're the worst. That's a cat. <laughs> the dogs aren't that way. Dogs are like, hey, I was in a bad mood. Something happened to me. I was kicked. Now I wouldn't kick my dog, but I had a bad, I love my dog, but uh, 
something bad happened to me and, and now you're my stuffed animal. All is forgiven. All is forgotten. I am happy now. That's how we want to be. We want to be able to snap out of it and get back to positivity. And there is something to positivity, isn't there? Whether I want it to be or not, I don't want it to be. I want it to be based on merit and effort. I want it to be just based on effort and merit for everything. I don't want anyone to be born with money. I don't want anyone to have any advantages they didn't work for, but that's not how it works. I've said a lot of times I didn't set up the setup. I didn't make the rules of this game. This game was before me and will be long after me. And this is how it is. You have to be coming from a place of positivity to come into a place to have success. Now, can bad people be positive? Oh, yeah. And you know I don't go political, but let's just say some people who are positive that they are the best thing in the world actually have good results. Some people who are absolutely convinced they are the greatest thing on earth end up occupying the greatest positions in the land. That is some dark side, light side of, you know, Star Wars. What else could I be talking about? Chicken. Dark and light chicken. And that's an interesting example. Star Wars actually hit the nail on the head because the dark side and the light side use the same power. And I don't want to go into the visions I've had. I don't want to go into the dreams or the intuition or the powerful, spooky stuff that's happened to me, but I do believe in dark and light energy. Don't Google it because I don't believe in that. This is just what I, more of the Star Wars kind of thing. In the sense that both of them are just polarity. Negative and positive makes a circuit which makes a, cargo which makes your cell phone work so the ground needs to be there for the positive current and so i think dark energy is that negative not negative is in connotation and i think of positive as the positive energy and together they make a circuit but both energies create the inertia and so i think that you can be a bad person if you are convinced you are great good things will happen and maybe some of that resonance is just the power of your personality when you meet people they're like, my God, this guy's got to be right. He's so convinced of his brilliance. We'd like to think that people see through that, but they don't. Now, am I trying to encourage you to be an evil dictator? No. <laughs> I should be I should be much clearer with that no. I should... Oh, man. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is that for me, I need to convince myself to keep believing and don't stop believing man i should have been a singer i mean you can tell right that's how positive i am that i i mean even with that voice i know i should have been a stinger a stinger <sighs> what a dum-dum i'm not a stinger that's for bees so positivity it's necessary and it's harder for me than most but i guess is, is optimism the same as positivity? Because I have been described as, not by myself, <laughs> that'd be funny if I described myself away and then quoted it. I definitely have done that on the show, but this is not that. I've been described as the most positive, or I'm sorry, the most pessimistic optimist anyone's ever met. Because I used to joke that my mom's saying was hope for the worst and prepare for the worst. It wasn't that, but she always presented it that way. It was hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Which is tough because if you're preparing for the worst, it's hard to hope for the best, isn't it? If you're building a bomb shelter for a nuclear fallout, are you whistling while you work? Are you saying, oh, it'd be great if this bomb shelter was needed? Probably not. If you're a prepper, you probably aren't 
necessary you'll tell people you're hoping for the best but that's just so that they don't think you're weird but you're probably a little bit hoping for the worst because then you have the advantage so for me i think it really has to be hope for the best and prepare for the best and the reason for that is that if you do it any other way you're not really doing the thing you're trying to do that sounds like nonsense but i just explained it i have to prepare for the best and hope for the best or hope for the best and prepare for the best even when I don't want to. And then another thing I need to do, and I mentioned this in the episode before last, I think it was 46, and then that kind of relates to 47, because 46 and 47, the episodes could not be more different. 46 was, hey, everybody, I'm Jet. Let's fight the fat. Do those neat bends. Fight the fat. Fight the fat. That's my new, very powerful, new, very powerful 80s album, Fight the Fat. That was episode 46. Episode 47 was... I'm not feeling well. I'm sad. It was more than that. But now in hindsight, I can look at it and kind of make fun of myself. And I can make fun of myself because no one can stop me. But both of those were polar opposites, which may be a way of describing my personality. But uh, when I felt bad, I got on the mic and I started talking to you guys and talking out my feelings, which is what I recommend to you folks who don't have a microphone to do this into. Get it out of there, man. What was it, episode 45 or something like that, where I talked about, yeah, where I talked about not sitting on those confrontational feelings you have, those feelings that you've had forever that you need to speak about? That's a part of feeling better. When I wasn't feeling well in episode 47, I kept going. And I didn't sound like I felt that great during that episode, but after that episode, I walked away and I felt better. Was it a cheery episode? I don't think so but I haven't listened to it yet. Is it something that, you know, <laughs> you're going to play right before you go out on the field in your college football game? I hope not. It's definitely not a Rudy Rudiger kind of a story. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. It's not that. But it was how I felt at the time, but I spoke about those feelings. And I guess the positive thing about that and what good does it do you if it's in the next episode and deep in the next episode? But one of the positive things about that, if you're a longtime listener and you're a person who keeps listening continuously, is that I worked through it like I've done before. And a part of that was being honest with where I was that moment. So let's talk about the secret in that sense. And I'm asking more questions than I'm answering. But in the secret, is it okay to feel that despair, that sadness, that loneliness that a lot of us feel and then check that? If it takes days, weeks, minutes, or whatever, then get back on track. I think it is. I think that's okay. Because I've said before, life is like a river. And if you're in that river and you get off on the bank or you run into a rock or it goes into a sandy area and you're beached and you push through that and you make it through that, you have to get out of the boat, but you keep going. In this case, now you're in a boat. And sometimes the river is going to be very fast and clear and moving without interruption, that you forget you're in a river, it's going so well, and then all of a sudden, something happens. And you're reminded very quickly that this river is not always smooth sailing. Now I'm using a sailing analogy. I almost said smailing. Even though rivers, you probably wouldn't sail on unless it's a big river jet. That's not the point. But sometimes there's going to be interruptions like I just had in my head. And then you forget that there was ever smooth sailing. If you're like me, you get washed up on shore and you're like, I hate rivers. Rivers are the worst. And then the river says to you, because for the purpose of this story, the river can talk. It says to you, I'm a river and you are flowing for weeks. Why are you complaining now? 
and the river sounds like Will Ferrell doing an impression of Janet Reno in 1990s. In 1990s, so it does. And it says, you stop your complaining. It's been fine. It's a good river. You were flowing for two weeks, and now you're complaining about your five minutes of being on the bank. And you go, yes, Will Ferrell, Janet Reno, I am complaining. And it says, well, get over it. And I'm like, okay, fine, I will. And that's what we have to do, because what happens is, is that when I'm banked, I think that's where I've always been. Isn't that interesting? So when I run ashore on the river or run aground, okay, on the river, and uh, I'm worried about people who are big into rivers being mad about my terminology, but I've run into an eruption on the river. All I remember is the last time that happened. So let's say that Gina Reno, as Will Ferrell in Saturday Night Live in the 90s, is right as a river, and it has been smooth sailing for weeks. When I run aground, or my raft pops, or any other analogy, I only remember the last bad time. Isn't it funny how my brain just transports like that? It doesn't think about all the weeks of uninterrupted river going. It's interesting. But that's what happens. And when you're smooth sailing, you're not thinking about other smooth sailing. You're just going with the flow. This is just how life is. It's only when you hit that interruption that you dwell on the interruption and you think about the other interruptions. And what does that make you feel? So let's say this actually happened. You run aground and instead of just working on getting out of it, you think, oh, this always happens to me. And you sit on the side of the river and you complain and you whine and you go, oh, I feel so bad for myself. I'm always running aground, blah, 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 blah. Does that help you keep going? Does that get you into the river again? Does that make you get downstream faster? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But we do this. So that's positive thinking. That's how it all comes full circle in this episode is that we have to remember when we run aground that most of the time we're not there. And even if it feels like we've had more interruptions in our life than positive flowing moments, we can't focus on them. Just because it's not going great then doesn't mean it wasn't going great before and we must focus on the positive to project the positive in the future. And I don't want to go into the idea that knowing it'll be smooth sailing in the future of this river going adventure <laughs> is going to make it easier because that's just how life works. I can't go into that because that doesn't work in the actual analogy, but you get what I'm saying. If you focus on the positive, maybe you only see the positive and therefore your life becomes that just because you're ignoring the negative. If you focus on the negative, you get more negative. Maybe you don't get more negative, but you're more aware of it. So you're sad. What do I always say? You can't change what happens. What happens happens to us all. What we can change is what we do about what happens, said my mentor. And changing what we do about what happens is how we look at the river experience, how we look at our lives, whether they're positive or negative. The people who see life as more positive lead a better life, have a better life. People around them like them more. People who see everything as negative may not have, and this is quantifiable, we've seen that this is the case, People who have a negative life or feel more negatively, they, they don't have more problems than the person who has a positive outlook. They just see it that way, so they're more miserable. So that was today's message. It was a little more, uh, I don't know what it was, but it was a little more of it than the last episode. And I'm out of words, so that's it. The tank is empty, and uh, I have to go to the word tank and fill up for the next episode. So thank you so much for listening. I am jet dunlap as far as i know and uh have a have a good rest of your week y'all building alone 
This has been a, a psy, psy, psychotherapy. And an angel gets its wings. Thanks for listening.